Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are doing awesome. Did you see the new Perfect Keto bars? I have not gotten my hands on them yet, but I cannot wait to try them. They have this almond butter brownie bar that looks so delicious. Super low sugar. It's only one gram of sugar, 10 grams of protein, 19 grams of fat. There is 12 grams of total carbs. There's also nine grams of fiber. Amazing. I cannot wait to try it. If you guys are in the US, you know you can use Holistic Wellness, your coupon code over at perfectketo.com, and you can save 15%. And that will allow you to, yeah, shop around. They got lots of great products. I love using their matcha with their MCT powder in there. It's so delicious. And you can scoop up some bars and the matcha and their collagen and their exogenous ketones, save 15% off. It's pretty sweet. They also launched a keto coffee, which I haven't tried yet either. So you guys are going to have to try these things and then let me know. You have to report back to me and let me know how they are because I don't have my hands on them yet. And I think that they will most likely be coming to Canada soon. And I believe Pure Feast will be picking them up. So do hold tight on that one because I'm sure they're coming really soon. But yeah, head on over to perfectketo.com. Use the coupon code holisticwellness, save 15% and let me know how the bars are. I have a feeling they're going to be sold out. So you might have to wait on those ones. All right. So today we are diving into meal plan mastery. And I get a lot of questions about meal prep and, you know, how do you stay on track with your foods and how do you schedule this all in? And like, what does my sort of plan look like when it comes to meal prep? And obviously it's a little bit different in my case because I work from home and I get to have a little bit more flexibility with my time and my schedule and I can just kind of pop into the kitchen and and make something, right? And I know that not everybody has that. And so... I've come up with a bunch of strategies for your meal prep mastery, and I want to share those with you today so that it will help you get organized in the kitchen with planning and with cooking and just really make you feel like you're the king or the queen of your kitchen, because I really do know that you have to set aside time to prep food. It is something that my clients can't ever get away from. Like that is so key. You know, many of the women that I work with, one of the top questions I always ask them is like, do you have time to meal prep? And if they say no, and they they can only do like fast food and whatnot, like it's just not going to work. It's impossible. I don't want to say the word impossible, but it just becomes that much harder to reach your goal or manage some type of disease or condition if you're not cooking your food at home. And so let's dive into some of these strategies today. I always like to think of it like, are you going to go to the gym and just kind of like wander around without a plan? And maybe you, you might, but I don't suggest that because it's not going to give you any clarity 
what are you actually working towards? And it's just going to leave you kind of doing these random things without like a real outcome, right? So having the strategy in place is so important. That's why most of us, when we go to the gym, we kind of know what we're doing. We don't just really walk in there aimlessly. And it's kind of the same mentality we want to have when it comes to meal planning, because it really is one of the best ways to really set ourselves up for success. And in fact, I think there was this study that was showing that cooking meals at home is linked to obviously better dietary habits, like eating more fruits and more vegetables, and that spending less than one hour a day preparing foods at home is associated with eating more fast food, which is pretty crazy. All right. So let's dive into planning. So number one, the most important thing here is that you need to evaluate your schedule. So I get that your life might change from week to week, depending on work or kids activities or whatever it might be in family life, but you have to figure out how many meals you think you're going to need for the week before you even hit the grocery store. And this is definitely something that Gaten and I do. We go to the grocery store a few times throughout the week. And I mean, we're really lucky that we live right across the street from a Whole Foods and I can take a nice little break during the day and walk over there. And he, you know, our gym, our training facility in Oakville, where he works during the day, there is an organic garage right down the street from him. So he can pop in there real quick. So we've got places that are really close to us, which is really wonderful. And Sundays tend to be our days where we go out for like brunch and then at brunch we sit there and we actually write out like what are the meals that we're actually making and for how many days are we going to make them for? And then from there, we put the list of ingredients together. So Sunday might look like, okay, what are we going to eat tonight? Like that Sunday night, what are we making for dinner and how is that going to go into Monday to allow us to have leftovers for lunch? And then what are we making for Monday night dinner, which we're going to, again, have leftovers for Tuesday. So we plan like probably three or four meals in advance and then the, the ingredients based on that. Okay. So it's really important that you figure out how many meals you're prepping for and then make the list of ingredients based on that. And then number two, start small. So if you're a newbie to meal prepping, and don't go, you know, all in and try to make your entire weekly menu ahead of time. I get that some people this might work for, but I do think that if you're very new to this, and especially if you're somebody that feels like you don't really have a hang of your schedule just yet, and maybe you're a little disorganized, then I feel like just start really, really small because it can really completely overwhelm you. And then you might end up wasting ingredients as well. So just start slowly, like pick one or two recipes for your first week. And then as you get comfortable with that process, you can prep more and introduce more recipes. So tip number three is to prioritize. So choose recipes that will make the biggest difference in your week right away. So for example, if dinner time brings you the most stress, then put together meals that are actually going to make dinner that much easier. So this is where your instant pot or your slow cooker might come in handy so that you can like set it and forget it and do it in the morning before you leave for work. So you don't have that stress when you get home. 
So when it comes to prioritizing, like this could literally mean something like if you find that at work or in the afternoon, wherever you are, you tend to eat fast food or grab something from the vending machine, then this is where spending that time prioritizing veggie packs and maybe protein shakes or veggie, you know, smoothies and things like that, that might be something that you want to pack ahead of time so that you can bring it with you. So now you can avoid the fast food and the vending machines. Okay. So just prioritize, like where in the week do you feel like you are really having the most stress or the most difficulty? And then from there you can plan the meals and plan your prep. All right. So number four is create a master recipe list. So sometimes a recipe you try is incredible and other times, well, not so much. So have a list of those go-to meals that you've tried before and you know you can easily put together and then overlap the ingredients whenever possible to save time and money. So for example, We make our bone broth every week, and then we also use that bone broth to make like a chicken soup or something like that, right? So now that's two birds, one stone kind of thing. And we will also buy things like a roasted chicken, and then that roasted chicken becomes something that we can use in a casserole, but also if we want to like put pieces of chicken on a salad or something like that. So one ingredient serves multiple uses. All right, so tip number five you must, 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 must write out an actual grocery list. And this sounds probably really obvious, but a lot of people go to the store without a list and then you have this attention deficit disorder and you just are like seeing all these shiny objects and you forget what you need to get and you don't know why you were there in the first place and you get so distracted and you buy what you don't need. I have been there many times. So decide which recipes you are going to prepare for and then write out the grocery list based on that and the quantities that you need and then make sure you've got that with you. Okay. Making a list is so important because when you stick to the list, it really helps you avoid those unhealthy impulse buys. Although they do happen. They happen to me many times. (laughs) I go there for like two things to Whole Foods and then I come back with eight items. It happens. It's, It's all good. All right. So tip number six, prep foods you will actually eat. This is so important. How many times have you been like, I'm going to try this recipe, but it's full of ingredients that you don't like, but you feel like you just have to give it a second go or like not even a second go, a third or a fourth. So like if you just don't like it, don't eat it, right? I want you to enjoy your food. And I know it sounds pretty obvious, you know, prepping foods that you're actually going to eat, but this is sometimes where I find a lot of people fail. You know, they've eaten okra like eight times and never liked it, but yet they're still going to try it. Now, I love the perseverance, I guess you could say, of like really pushing forward and wanting to appreciate the food and, you know, think like you're going to find a recipe that's going to make you like the food. And, And maybe that's true, but I do feel that if you're a new meal prepper and this is all kind of new to you, then stick to ingredients that you know you like because the worst thing is going to prep something and then wasting the food. And then you feel just like hopeless and you feel like you failed at the whole process. So I don't want it to be that way. So make sure you're prepping things that you actually like. Okay. So of course I would love you to prep things that are 
gluten-free and dairy-free and organic and all that kind of stuff and grain-free and sugar-free, but maybe you're not on that level yet. So don't try and do that huge jump and eliminate everything. Well, okay. Definitely eliminate the gluten. Okay. We can do that. But yeah, I just don't want you to like go full force if you haven't taken the baby steps first. Okay. So just be realistic about your tastes and food, but also try to vary your menu enough so that you don't get bored and that you don't resort to takeout. That's really, really key. Okay. So that was sort of like planning tips. Now there's cooking tips that I want to share. So tip number seven, chopping your food. This is really key. We're all really busy. I get it. So a really good way to save time and guarantee you eat healthy, even when you're time crunched is to prep your meal ingredients ahead of time. So often what I like to do when I get home from the grocery store on Sundays is that I will wash and slice and cut everything right away. So if I bought a bunch of salad greens, they go into my salad spinner. I wash them, put them into a a container or maybe you put them in a Ziploc bag or something, put them in the fridge. I washed you know, the blueberries and the strawberries, whatever it is I have on hand, washed them, put them in the container so I can just grab them when I'm ready to go. If I know I'm making like soups and stews and things later on in the week... I chop all the veggies. Like I just like to prep it right there and wash it all before it goes in the fridge. So highly recommend that. Just like wash and slice, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables so they're ready for snacks or ready to put into a stir fry. You can then cut them up and portion them out if that makes sense too, because then you can have it ready to go for like lunches the next day for work. And it just really makes things that much easier. You can even just put little baggies of like nuts and seeds and things like that. You know, if you're making maybe your own trail mixes at home or something or for your kids, like that's easy. You know, you can take out the almonds, the pumpkin seeds, the goji berries, whatever it is, and kind of like make these little trail mixes and these little baggies and just store them in the fridge and you've got them for the week. All right. Tip number eight when it comes to cooking is to get roasting. I love to roast my vegetables. Love, love, love it. And in fact, we just roast or I guess bake pretty much everything, our meats and fish and everything. So I really like to roast a large batch of veggies on two big trays. And this means that they're just ready to use right away right? I can roast these huge, massive trays of veggies. And then I've got lots of it for pretty much the entire week. And then I can just add any protein to it and just kind of like heat this up real quickly for a meal. So great veggies that roast really well are things like carrots, zucchinis, peppers, cauliflower, also, you know, sweet potatoes. I love roasting those ahead of time. Or a big time saver is putting them in my instant pot and it cooks the sweet potato in like 15 minutes, which is awesome. So sometimes I would roast the sweet potato in the oven And it literally takes an hour and 20 minutes, but in the Instant Pot, it's 15 minutes. Now you do get a nicer flavor when you roast a sweet potato in the oven, but from a time-saving standpoint, it's pretty sweet to just throw like three sweet potatoes into my Instant Pot and it cooks in basically 15 minutes. And then I now have mashed sweet potato. It's pretty awesome. All right. So a note on veggie prep, you want to really pair the vegetables together that have a comparable roasting time, right? So for example, 
mushrooms and cherry tomatoes. Those will probably cook on the same pan while something like cauliflower and potatoes or sweet potatoes, those would probably cook a lot longer. So just be really conscious like how you're pairing things. If you're throwing vegetables in the oven, like we actually did this the other day, we were roasting broccoli and then we were roasting asparagus. So because the asparagus was going to cook way faster, put that on its own tray and then the broccoli on its own tray so that I could pull out the asparagus much faster and then still leave the broccoli in the oven. Okay. Another tip. Okay. So tip number nine is all about your protein prep. So cooking your protein ahead of time and storing it in the fridge and some in the freezer is a really great way to ensure that you've got meals on hand because your meals the biggest part that consists of them outside of veggies and stuff like that, like your protein, right? That's where I find people are struggling the most with. It's like, sure, I can whip up a salad, but then what, right? It's like roasting the salmon or the chicken or whatever. That's the stuff that often takes up time. So I suggest that you make it ahead of time. And when you are cooking, so even if you're cooking for one, cook for three, Don't just cook one chicken breast or one chicken thigh. You want to cook multiple. And so that's what we do. We always cook a lot. And so this way we have different protein options. And then we also have the convenience of having proteins to grab and put together with our roasted veggies or a salad or something like that. And then you can keep these in the freezer and definitely freeze them, you know, which is great, but you can obviously keep some in your fridge so that, you know, you have some for easy access to throw in a salad or a sandwich or some kind of like vegetable bowl or something. I really like to saute some kale, roast some cauliflower, and then have maybe some roasted chicken thighs and then I'll have maybe like some olives and maybe some artichoke hearts and like I kind of just make this little bowl out of it and then might drizzle on like some tahini dressing or something like that or who knows just leave it as is. I've sometimes used the like primal kitchen dressings. They're like green goddess dressing and drizzle that over my bowl. I love to make bowls, especially this time of year because it's fall and I really gravitate towards warming foods. I have a hard time this time of year when it's cold out to like open the fridge and make a salad. I just can't do it. I need to have like roasted vegetables or something warm. And so this is where like bowls come in hand and, and stews and soups and things like that. It's perfect for this time of year. Okay, so moving on to step number 10 is all about the spices. So bland food is so uninspiring and boring, right? So we really want to find different marinades and different dressings that we really, really enjoy. So oftentimes I find people are just mixing olive oil and balsamic vinegar on their salad dressings, which is totally okay. But I find a lot of my clients just get really bored of the same thing, right? So you have to find dressings that you enjoy. And maybe this means mixing together some tahini, some lemon juice, some garlic, some fresh parsley, whipping that up and that becomes a little drizzle that you put on some of your bowls or your salads. Maybe you want to get some of the Primal Kitchen salad dressings and keep those on hand. You know, they have a great... Caesar one, their green goddess one is delicious. They have the honey mustard and they're all great ingredients. 
no vegetable oils or anything like that in them. You know, they're all paleo friendly and made with avocado oils. You can order them off of Pure Feast. That's where I get mine. And I really love even mixing together olive oil, balsamic vinegar, Dijon mustard, a little bit of sea salt and some lemon juice. And that becomes a really great marinade on whether it's fish or chicken. And it's also a wonderful salad dressing. So that might be something you want to have on hand. And another simple thing I like to whip together is some Dijon mustard and like a Cajun seasoning. There's like a really good organic Cajun seasoning, literally just mix those two together. That's it, two ingredients. And that you can spread over fish or over chicken and then bake it in the oven. So that's so important when it comes to your food is that the dressings and the marinades sometimes become the most problematic because we're not so creative maybe when it comes to these dressings and then our food is boring and then we just don't like it. And then that's what causes us to go get the fast food or eat out or something like that. And so it's really important that you find some dressings, find those marinades, find like maybe four or five that you really like, and you can simply whip those up you know, in 30 minutes and keep them in little containers and put them in your fridge and you've got them ready to grab and go for the week. Okay. So tip number 11 comes down to really more of the like how you store your food. So now that you've cooked everything, it's really time to put it all away. So you have to make sure that you have the right containers on hand. We use glass containers and maybe also having different types of, I don't know what kind of like lunch containers or lunch baggies that you might be like using for your kids. I don't really like plastic containers because of course they have BPA in them and we really want to be conscious of that. You also want to make sure that, especially if you're taking food with you for lunch, like you want to make sure the lids are, you know, lock really well so that you can prevent spilling. So those are important things to keep in hand. You really want to make sure storage, you got the right storage equipment for that. And then tip number 12 is to use the food quickly. Well, as best as you can, right? So at most, we keep food in our fridge, our meals prepped for at least a good three days worth of food. And then if you're making something like a chili or a stew, that can be put in the freezer so, you know, won't spoil if you leave it in the fridge for too long. And so that's important. You know, you want to make sure that you carve out maybe two to three days in the week where you're doing your meal prep. For us, it's typically a Sunday and then either a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And that's what kind of that looks like for us. And, you know, the last tip is about labeling. And this is tip number 13, I think. And labeling might come in handy for you, might be really helpful. So that if you're putting things in your freezer, put a little sticky note on there saying what it actually is and when you put it in the freezer. Because how many times have we gone into the freezer like months later and it's just like, what is this? And how long has it actually been in here? So labeling things is so important so that you can prevent you know, things from spoiling and that you're not wasting food. You can just take even a piece of tape and like a Sharpie and just write on there. So that's really important because the last thing we want to do is 
spend all this good money on our amazing organic high quality food and then have it be spoiled and go to waste. So those are my meal prep mastery tips. I really hope that they help you. And if you've got any questions or other tips that have worked for you in the past, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. You can come share your food prep and meal prep tips and maybe your cooking tips as well over with me on Instagram. I would love to hear what that looks like, especially if you got like a big family. I know that that can be really challenging. So definitely share it. I'd be happy to hear it. And thank you for tuning in. And a big thank you for leaving your ratings and reviews. It means so, so much. And it's really amazing to be able to get this message and support other women and just get it out into the world and support our community and really help women live more powerful, holistic, purpose-driven lives. So thank you everybody for tuning in. I will chat with you guys next week.